It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 736 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today, not one, not two, but three co-hosts. We got J.D. Raider, got his best sweater on, because this is a special occasion. We got Ben Funky Askren and Shane Sparks coming at us from Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin and Iowa people and me, just a lone Virginian. And we're excited oh. to talk some wrestling today. Good morning, Shane and Ben. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing all right. My kid, two of my kids, tested positive for Corona, and so uh, <laughs> that's annoying because now they they've been in the house now for like 13 days or something, 14, 15. No, more than that. Like 17 days. I need to get Dang. these little son of guns out of here. Is Ozzy Man Strong Boy <laughs> about to bash through a wall? He. I mean, he tested positive, but. Yeah, yesterday, actually, I'll give you a funny one on Ozzy, man. Yeah, well, you want two funny ones on Ozzy? Yeah, love Ozzy. I love all the Ozzy content. So yesterday, he goes, and he starts pushing this big chair, like, from, you can't see him, he's behind it. And he goes, Dad, do you know how this chair is moving? <laughs> and I'm like, no. He goes, Ozzy, man! <laughs> <laughs> and then... The other day, the girls were picking on him, and he got he got the they fight over the Alexa, you know, to play music, mm-hmm. and he somehow got ended up getting it from them. And um, he said, "Play stupid girls," and there's that song called "Stupid Girl," and so it says, "Playing stupid girl" by blah blah blah. And he goes, "That's what I'm talking about." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, you gotta start writing this I, down, man. This is great. I, uh, me, you may mean don't forget things, but. I wish I was keeping a better better log. That's awesome. Oh, man. Aussie man, strong boy. Shane, how you doing? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Good uh, cold wrestling weather here in Wisconsin. So uh, life is good. Happy New Year to all you guys. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Uh, obviously, going to talk about the sort of duel, the, the four-match duel. Um, Ollie had a you good should, You should have had some it. fun and mixed it up, you know, like um... – we could have had Ragason wrestle Courtney also, and then you know flipped them around a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they were wanting to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that would have been a good idea. We could have had some exhibitions. We could have had 
JD and like uh, who you could have like a push up contest with somebody. You versus Jack Medley for push ups. I or, would lose. Yeah, you would lose. Yeah. Apparently, he can you, do like. You need to give someone. You need to have a flow employee get beat up by Number because I feel bad that dude's getting whooped every time I see him. We should have. I wanted to put Sion out there against Numer. There you go. That'd have been you great. Yes. That'd have been perfect. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, yesterday's show we talked about this duel that was going to be so freaking awesome, and then a couple hours after the duel, we find out. No, they, I mean, it was it was a question if they were even going to do the four matches. Unfortunately, they were able to do that and COVID stuff and contact tracing. And basically what you saw yesterday, uh, and we'll get to the wrestling. I just want to get this out of the way. What you saw yesterday was basically the guys remaining for Arizona State who were not out via contact tracing. They were allowed to wrestle basically because of their vaccination status, which what it was exactly, I don't know the... Those particulars, but they were there. Uh, that's how what enabled those four to wrestle. So, obviously, unfortunate, but I think, you know, we we turned something that was really bad into at least a slight positive. So I was like 45 minutes of pretty solid entertainment. The matches we did see, I think there's a lot to solid. take away from. Um, four, you know, two Olympians out of the four matches, that's uh, pretty rare for any college duel. So, you'll take that. Um, but... Back to the wrestling, and I guess at some point probably the the masks thing's going to come up, in which I'll just hey, say. Hey, Christian, I, I think you do. I think you do have to say though they did not catch Corona go karting because some people are worried about this. You took them having fun go karting. That was not where they caught Corona. Well, anyone that correlated go karting with that, like, I mean, I don't even think they should be allowed to operate a go kart, much less a motor vehicle, if they honestly thought that had anything to do with it. They're, you realize hey, they're on the same wrestling team, right? Dangerous, dangerous. The COVID just hits you in the face when you're driving around and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like Once that. you hit 45 miles an hour, that's when it gets, becomes really dangerous. Yes, that's when it's highly transmissible. Yeah, that obviously had nothing to do with it. Anyone that can, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. Honestly, I mean, you Ben, you know what that is. It's just people that just don't like what we're yes. doing and we're doing cool stuff. And you're on the outside. And I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually a little bit jealous because I have been to Austin probably no less than I'll say 10, 10 times, but probably more than that. And I, you've never taken me go karting. Even Shane's so been go karting. You know, if you don't take me on, if you don't take yeah. me on conference weekend, I, I will <laughs> never talk to you again. Wow. Okay, we'll take you go. I'm not even gonna be here conference weekend, but I'll make sure you, you end up at, at Circuit of the Americas. Uh, make Bader um, take me. Yeah, Bader will take you. But yeah, they wore masks. I had no idea that was gonna happen. Uh, you probably heard my surprise on the air because I did not know that was happening. Bader had to explain it to me. So sorry about that. But um, anyways, to the wrestling. We started at 125. We had Courtney versus Medley, which I think materialized kind of how you could envision it, right? Medley's a scrapper. He's not going to get blown out hardly ever. But he's Cor- Courtney's, got the, Courtney's got the goods, man. He's, uh, he's really tough on top. I, I didn't think there was a ton to, to take away from that match. Um. No, I, that's I think that's the same thing, uh, and I, I think this uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and then it's also probably gonna come up the Michich match, and I also saw a question about it, so it's kind of all over the place. Um, is that man? If if you're not a great rider, it does make it hard to beat people down in folk style. You know, every single time you're gonna get a takedown, they're gonna get an escape, and you're not good on top. Then yeah, they're more likely to be close matches. Um, and that was kind of the story here. I mean, if you get a road out the first period, he's got riding time plus he's on bottom, and it's 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 not the same match anymore. Yeah, so r- riding was was a thing there, and then the Mitic match 
Well, one, Stefan is actually really good on top. Um, he wasn't able to get rides going, but traditionally throughout his folk style, yeah. folk style career, he's been really good. We talked about his bonus rate yesterday, I think. Yeah, um, we we did, but I so I, I then obviously since I got that pick wrong, I got the Cordy pick wrong too, which I you know I think it's kind of unfair because he's wearing a mask. I should get an extra like two points for that or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, with the Meechich thing, I was thinking about it, Christian. He probably literally hasn't wrestled top folk style in what two years? He hasn't since nineteen twenty nineteen March was 19, his last 19. folk style match. It's a long, long time, time ago. to not wrestle folk style top. Yeah, so it's it's not going to be overnight. Now, then again, he's got time, but also not really a lot. You know, he's got basically less than three months before his his yeah. folk style career ends, but. I, th I thought he still looked good. I think he looks like the right size. Klebov is small. Klebov's a 33. Yes. But I thought still that, that Stefan looked good and f filled out. And I think it's he's not um he's not going to be the biggest 49, but he's not going to be undersized. I don't think size is going to be a factor for for him at all in how if he wins or loses matches. Yeah. Yeah, I actually thought um I was kind of impressed by Klebov, but then you know, I kind of looked at his wrestle stat, and he does not. He doesn't have any really good wins this year. He's got a couple like me, the mediocre guy losses, type of things, and so, um, man, yeah, I don't. I, this kind of, I think we wish we would have seen more. I think we all picked Meechus, but yeah, we all picked Meechus by ten and a half, yeah. nine and a half. Dang, we did, um, and that didn't happen. So Stevan, but Stevan. I thought he looked good. I think he'd take away from Klebov. You know, he'll be interesting at some point whenever he makes the lineup. Uh, but he's still got a little bit to go. McGee. How good did McGee look? He destroyed Ragason, which I didn't expect at all. Didn't I now, uh, there may have been some uh, extenuating circumstances I learned about after the match from, from Michigan that had Ragason off the map for an extended period of time that I didn't know about. Um, so that, I hmm. think, I think those two are probably a little closer than that, but I think the point, that I think was, that the problems, that was a beat down. And, but you saw all of McGee's best positions. You saw his slide by, you saw what he could do from space and you saw how good but he was on top. But he's kind of good. He's kind of good. A lot of places. I mean, even like that single like defense sequence he put together was really impressive. I mean, Ragnarsson was in good position and if they don't go out of bounds, McGee's got another six points. Yeah. <laughs> That was an impressive sequence by McGee for sure. He's 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 super good, and um, you know he took some. He had the that weird loss to Greenwood of of Wyoming, which was sort of confusing at the time. But he said he just kind of learned the. Um, it, it honestly it sort of puts RBY into perspective a little more too that he would a couple weeks ago beat beat Mikhail six two, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, very very impressive could, guy. When you watch Mikhail last night, you're like, damn, this guy could contend. But then you got to remember, like, he wasn't super competitive with RBY a couple weeks back. So maybe he can't. Yeah. Shane, what were some of your takeaways from, from last night's wrestling? Man, I was, I was super impressed right out of the gate with Courtney getting that takedown, I think, 10, 15 seconds in. I mean, I just love that when you're able to – everybody talks about, let's get to our ties, get to our offense. And I know sometimes there's a fine line there, but I just – I'd love to see the stat you get that first takedown and how often you win. It's probably, what, 75, 80% of the time. It's huge. And, uh, I mean, that was the first thing that stood out to me just with, with Courtney going first. 
Mikhail McGee, that match blew me out of the water, quite frankly. I'm a big Ragason fan. Uh, maybe I cursed him a little bit. I recently did some some content for Big Ten, giving my top three guys in the conference at the weight class, and I went back and forth at number three with Ragason or Bird from Illinois. I went with Ragason, and I really like Bird. So maybe it's the maybe I cursed him a little bit, but uh, man, <laughs> McGee did everything right last night. I mean, I when I think back to just matches that stand out in my head, just as far as navigating them perfectly. One match that really stood out to me, go back to DeSanto versus Philippi at the NCAAs last year. Just did everything right. The takedowns, the rideouts, the returns, mad awareness at the edge. Just just did everything right. And I think McGee did everything right last night. I mean, he showed you everything. Like Ben talked about with the defense. Mm-hmm. He had the, the slide by like you talked about. The, the freight train double. I love seeing the old school. You guys were calling it head lever, head lever. I call it coffee grinder that old school coffee grinder breakdown he he turned him a couple times i mean mikhail mcgee and, and you know it's maybe they get lost a little bit perhaps like like everything else does out on the west coast that guy was a boss last night and like you guys just talked about i was thinking the same thing man can this guy contend but then you look at it, it really does it's a great point there are levels to these things and you look at how good rby is and, and I look at 133 a little bit, and just, just a thought, it's, it's almost like 157 in my mind. They're, they're good weight classes, but to me at 133, RBY and Fix are in their own level. Yes. And there's yes. A, even with the Santo, as good as he is, I think there's a little bit of a gap there. Like at 157, to me, it's, it's Carr and Deacon, that frantic from NDSU's phenomenal, but uh yeah, those were some some fun matches last night to watch. And and Michich, you know, it was interesting, and I might have talked about this before, but it, it really surprised me. So it was, was was talking with John Smith before Minnesota wrestled Oklahoma State, and we were talking about fix. And I I said, you know, Coach Smith, from a from a folk style standpoint, riding and, and being on bottom, is it like riding a bike? You know, Fix just, I mean, he's such a good wrestler. Is it like riding a bike that you just pick up where he left off? And John Smith said, absolutely not. He goes, it is not like that. It, it's, it's a different kind of conditioning, and uh, it's, it's very different. That surprised me. That's one of my biggest things I've learned in the last few months because he was, he said, it's not like that at all. So, yeah, Michich, what, 2019 against, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, 2019 National Tournament? That's a long time. <clears throat> Yeah, That's a long, time. long time. I think he'll be okay. I mean, he'll, he's just hes just so good. He's so tricky. That's the other thing watching Michich last night. Man, he's got some tricks. He just has – he does little, little things that are far above my wrestling intellect to really understand. But uh, I can – you just look at him, it's like, man, he just does little, little things that, that make him really, really good. But I thought the event last night, I know it was disappointing, but, you know, it's kind of like in wrestling – you lose a match, you got to go and get the next best thing. Yeah. Based on the circumstances, that was the next best thing. So I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad. I was stunned with the response and the viewership. It was, I mean, we basically did anti-marketing for all of yesterday about, like, <laughs> this is not going to be as good. The day before, we, we, I think the day before, Saturday or Sunday, Soriano's out. So we basically did anti-marketing for two days. Like, this is not going to be quite as cool as we <laughs> hoped or thought or we were led to think. And still, so many of you turned in, which was uh, very, very cool. 
And to your point, and how man, about this, Christian, real quick? How yeah. about you talk about putting a nail in the coffin? And I think these things matter. McGee's cruising last night would have been very easy. Maybe they let up late in the final 30 seconds. And what does he do? Ragus into his feet. Matt returned that shook the JW Marriott to put a stamp on that match. <laughs> I've said a million times that stuff matters. Ben, you, you've done this. Ben, how many times did you let a guy go with 20 seconds left because it just quote unquote didn't matter? It does matter, and I'll bet you never did it. Am I right? They probably didn't make it that long. <laughs> <laughs> he, no, I mean, well, he did we get. Keep... He went and got one late. That uh, he, well, he I, did. I love that. It, he didn't get turned late. It was uh, he got close. Well, I was gonna say the, the other thing about McGee is he probably got like six one counts. Yes. I mean, he got a whole bunch of one yep. counts. Like he was, and a couple of those, I'm like, I I could have leaned towards two swipes on that one. Um, so you know. Yeah, he was he was impressive last night. Really well, good. With McGee, Ben, he uses the your stall ride, and I talked about it on the on the broadcast. He uses it to get turns. You know, he like, traps so the ankle, there. and he uses all that pressure to get to the wrist. I don't know what exactly he does, obviously, uh, but he does a lot of reinforced. I mean, he he's got a kind of tricky series on top, and he's got a real good feel for it too. Yes, um, so he's he was he's, impressive. Yeah, he's good. And I think you're. I completely agree with your assessment on 33, Shane. About there's two, and then there's a, a pack. And I looking at 157 this morning. I was like, it's it's. I know Austin O'Connor's a national champion. I know Jacory Teamer's really really good, but it's Deacon and Carr, and I I think there there's real separation there until really? proven others. I I really believe that. Now the thing I, is, uh, what now, but Shane, here's the thing, and here's what Ben's probably gonna say. Oh. How can you trust? Deacon at NCAs. How can yeah, how how has Deacon earned that level of whatever? And I I can't necessarily counter it other than mm -hmm. what I've seen him do. No one is close to it other than Carr, who is the champion. Yep, that's what I think. Yeah, at the at the national tournament. Yeah, and my counter to Shane's future daughter's husband would be. <laughs> I said somebody like him. Somebody like him, and I still stand by they that. Yeah, bring home a Northwestern brand that has athletic ability and looks like Deacon. I'm signing the paperwork. Let's let's go down to the courthouse and get this Shane, done today. Shane, you're not going to have to sign it. I think in, in 2022, it's it's not it's not a property <laughs> transfer type of situation. <laughs> It'll be a very good a very good dowry. Yes, <laughs> lots of goats. Yes. Um, uh, so I guess I, what I was gonna say out of out of Teamer is he went one zero with Deacon last year at NCAs, um, and I know he's not the most impressive all the time, but his upside is is kind of scary in that he he has some really really good things he can really turn on. Now I could could I see uh, Teamer losing to someone a lot lower than Deacon? Yeah, for sure. But could I see Teamer beating Deacon? Uh, yeah, I think I can see that happening. Yeah, and may, and maybe you're right. I mean that that can't be discounted. He did have a. I mean, this is the thing with Jacory, man. A, a sudden victory win over Connor Brady of Virginia Tech is on. It's like if you're about if you're about to really enter that next echelon, you can't go to overtime with. I mean, Connor Brady is a tough tough wrestler, but yeah, I just yeah, don't think that's what what national champions are doing, right? Yes. Um, well, according so, to you guys from past discussions, if you don't tech everybody, it's it's not, you know, you're not that good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've learned. 
That's the problem with Teamer, though, is he's, he could be so lackadaisical in, in certain matches, so you're not necessarily... Like, if if you watch Teamer in that match and you didn't know anything else, Christian, you might say, well, this guy's not that good. I, I think if you if you watch one match and you get to guess where he's ranked, you know, you're going to say, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably mid-teens somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not giving a correct perspective on his real skill level. So Yeah. Yeah, so he would scare me if I, you know, if I was placing bets and I had to bet against him winning, you know, I would, that would, uh, man, uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Yeah, thinking about Mitchit. So as I was watching a b- bunch of stuff leading into it, just a bunch of, I was watching a lot on all the guys and watching Stevon. I sort of like, I found myself thinking like. When when he said he's going forty one, I was like, okay, he's going to add to the depth there. He's going to be really good, and he's going to be a top four ish kind of guy. But mm-hmm. I never really envisioned him like he's not going to beat Jaden and Nick Lee. And then I thought about it some more. I'm like, man, I think he actually matches up great against those guys. Um, um and and I didn't when did really you think say that. that? I don't remember you saying that on the show. Uh, well, I don't know if I said it, but I definitely thought it. And I never said this guy's going to. I don't. I know for a fact. I never said. Stevon Meech is going to win NCAs. And watching how great he was before and thinking about the matchups and thinking about, one, how Ironman's looked. He's looked super vulnerable this year. Yep. And two, exactly. Nick Lee's looked good. But I think from a technical standpoint, Stefan's got some Stefan's got some real advantages. I think what he can uh, do in the, mean, hand, in the hand fight is tremendous. I think his ability to finish is supremely what, yes. underrated. And I, Nick Lee is a guy who who can let guys in, right? And he's going to go really hard and wrestle for seven minutes, and that that'll be a big part of the test is going seven minutes with with Nick Lee. But yeah. techni- Stefan has been in the fire, and he's wrestled a lot of really yeah, good guys, yeah. and he can uh, execute a game plan. And yeah. one thing that Penn State has is, you know what? We saw at NCAs last year; those guys lost those matches at Big Tens, and they executed a game plan in the NCAA finals. I think Stefan Micic can execute a game plan against anyone at 141 pounds now it's still a gauntlet to run but and i know he beat julian klebo eight six and that's I, I probably this is like not the time for a declaration but i don't care i really think more so than before <laughs> not the time, he, he might be the guy i don't care it's the it's the time the time it's now the in my opinion. it's the best yeah, time. hey you know whose name you didn't say enough in there was uh sebastian rivera he looked great at the map man he looked really good I like Seabass. I'm I'm stung from last year picking him, and he didn't win. Um, he obviously can do it, but you know, yeah. Mitchell Jones a win over him. Uh, and but yeah, he could do it. He's he's got the goods for sure. Yeah, I like Rivera he's a lot. Good. Uh, when are we gonna see him against? Hold on. I'm gonna pull up Rucker's schedule. So Mitchell will get to see uh, Sebastian and Nick Lee in the regular season. He won't see Jaden until potentially Big Tens or NCAs. So Michigan and Penn State is the twenty first, I believe. It is, uh, and also, Mitchich is going to have Mitchich is going to have Rivera and Nick Lee in the same weekend. No, uh, no, it looks like January sixteenth for Penn State and January twenty third for Michigan. Okay, well, Stevan yesterday back to back weekends. Okay, back to back weekends. I thought it was the same weekend. Okay, so we'll learn a lot about forty one through that. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, one forty-one is just insane. I mean, you think about who's ever going to win that at the Big Tens and then at the national tournaments. That uh, that could get that'll be a lot of fun that way, class. Yeah, can't can't. But I'm, wait I'm for with it. you, Christian Michich. 
He's not taking a second seat to anybody. He's just he's just too crafty, too experienced. I mean, he's guy's been wrestling the best guys in the world. Yeah, I uh, t- talked to him last night just about the the weight and everything and how how hard it was for him to navigate the the added year for the Olympics and being around fifty seven kilograms and how tough that was and how you know him coming back. Michigan, a big part of it was not having to cut that weight and just get to be a, yeah. a full-on 41-pounder. So I, I'm excited to see what he can do wrestling at a weight that's more conducive for his style, including um, 65 kilograms when he makes a transition there internationally. And then Miles Amin just, um, you know, dude, massive good, <laughs> massive oh, mismatch man. there. Dude, all right, so. what might what take out Deringer now. Here, <laughs> finally! Oh my gosh, <laughs> Ben! Oh, this is this is a, a a real full circle moment because Ben full Ben circle. would never even indulge the fact that Miles Amin could maybe beat Alex. That Daringer. was like three years ago, though. In all fairness, we ju- we just knew we just knew what Miles was then. Uh, it was 2019, I think, or 20, early 2020. Um, but yeah, so he looked really good. But man, 184. Brooks, Amin, Hydley, it's a it's a monster weight. It's a monster Christian, weight. Christian, I might make you mad here. I kind of want to pick Amin over Brooks. That doesn't make I me mad. I kind of want to do it. Why would that make me mad? I, you kind of love Aaron Brooks. I do kind I really like Aaron Brooks. I, I pick him to win almost every tournament he enters, and that's traditionally been the way to go. And he still it's might worked. pick until proven otherwise. But, yeah. man— you got to think, I mean, what's that match going to look like? It's going to be a one, two takedown match max. I don't, I, if anyone gets, no, I don't think anyone's getting three takedowns in there. I think it's going to be a one takedown match. I think the timing of the takedown, I think it's going to be who gets it, right? And Well, it's going to be, uh, so we're talking two, I think it could be a one gets, let's say, a takedown in the second period, and the other person has to chase it down and go get the takedown and win in the third period. I could definitely see something like that happening, but I could also see no takedowns until the third or an overtime. Yes, yes, I I think it's crazy <clears throat> close. I think you know Hydley beat Amin in freestyle, so we've seen which is you know obviously very notable. Um, now Amin, I mean, since from that won a freaking yeah. Olympic bronze medal, so things certainly change. And then you got Parker Kekaisen, but 184, man, with Miles Amin in there, it's we're gonna learn a lot at that duel, and then Big Tens, and probably, man, these those guys could hit three times. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So duel Big Tens NTAs. Uh, where's P- Posnanski was not at the Matman, correct? I don't know. Sounds. Oh my goodness! I will tell you the answer. He was not. I don't there. believe he so. Is- he is 10 and 0 this year though. But he has his best win is number 45 Charles Small. Charles Small, Chuck Small. Yeah, Chuck Small. I like <laughs> I, I like pause too, but I think there's there's a there's a gap there for even Parker, you know. I think Parker's in all those matches hey, with those guys. Hey, Hold listen. on. Christian, that was a one takedown <laughs> match. I was saying there's a gap. I will I, I will The, the gap is face. one takedown and that gap is everything. That's the difference. Right, Parker's going to be in a match with anyone he wrestles. Everyone knows this. And can he get the takedown? That's going to be the the question. He's tough to. He doesn't give it up easy. That's for sure. He's right there. I got I like two guys. Can I ask you a quick question? 
Yes. When, when we talk about Aaron Brooks and Amin, something entered my mind, and I was thinking about it this morning because I was giving myself a, basically a lecture in the mirror to not do this anymore. <laughs> it's And sometimes these things are right. Like the dumbest thing – the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life, I was right on. I used to do a sports Uh-oh. talk show, and Ben knew he used to call in back in Appleton Green Bay back 20 years ago. And when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, I made the comment his rookie season. I said, in 20 years from now, you'll never use Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence because Rodgers will be that much better. <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever said, I should have been fired on the spot. Somebody should have came in and said, you say something that stupid, you're out of here. But I was right. But Aaron Brett Favre's Brooks. like a god, Shane Sparks. He I is can't a believe god. you did that. Yeah, no, no question. Brett Favre is, is a god for sure. But Aaron Brooks was, was a guy that I fell in love with him pretty quick, and rightfully so. And the one comment I made is when he won his first Big Ten title, I'm like, you know what? And then the corona stuff happened. I'm like, you know what? It's a stupid thing to say, but I think Aaron Brooks can win five Big Ten titles, and maybe he still will. But I wasn't anticipating. This is a learning lesson for me like you never know especially with transfers and all this other stuff going on you just don't know who's who's going to be where and now with the mean yeah. back down to 184 i'm thinking to myself man you know it still might happen but probably a premature comment so with that being said asking you guys you guys do broadcasting to this radio show what's something over the years that you've said mm. that maybe you were right on but when you look back on it you go man that was that was a, a good one that was a big time comment Anything stand out to you guys? I'll take this time to brag about some great takes we've had. Yeah. I don't know what the – I don't know. I've certainly made a lot of um, – nothing actually comes to the top of my mind, I'm sure. I've never, the, ever put my foot in my mouth, Christian. I've done it. I've done it so many times. What is my worst – I don't – you miss you, – you miss uh, – you know, you, you got to get those takes out, Shane. I think it's fine. I think it's fine to say – I mean, Aaron Brooks, five-time Big Ten champ. That makes sense. Um, That's fine. And it's yeah. still, it's not I, audacious that he beats yeah, Miles might Amin still, for Big Ten. But, but I'm with, well, I mean, the way Amin has looked and his experience, I mean, he's a, Amin coming down to 184 is a game changer in, in that quest for Aaron Brooks. I mean, that okay. is a, that's a game changer because you beat Miles Amin, you better put the big boy pants on. That guy, that is a man. That is a man, Miles. Uh, I mean, Mr. Mr. Wolverine, Miles Amin. I he, Mr. Wolverine. I mean, I can't imagine the level of intensity and preparation to to. I, that, that's one thing in wrestling that I'd, I I would love to experience. I, I I never have, and that is when you know you're going to have to go to hell and back three to four times to beat somebody. Like you you know you can beat them, but you know you are going to hell at least three times. Are you willing to stare Satan in the eyes four wow. times to win a wrestling? <laughs> The the actual Dark Lord. <laughs> but ben, ben, did you ever have that kind of? I mean, you just rolled everybody. Who but is Satan? Who is Satan to you, Ben? No, gosh, I'm Chris freaking Pelton was ever... Satan. <laughs> Chris, his middle name is Lucifer. We, we just found out. Chris, the Dark Lord. Did you ever have Lord. that kind of match, Ben? Um, no, because I I always thought when it was hard that benefited me, so I always loved it when it when it, when it got tough. Okay. No, so I never. I, never I think really these guys just get. Ex- I really. I genuinely think the best of the best just get really excited when. I mean, how Ben, when you matches. wrestled, when, when you From obviously high... followed your career, you're a Wisconsin yeah. guy. The the, the most surprise. I, I would say this in my entire 
life as a wrestling fan, the most surprised I've ever been, hands down, was what you did to Jake Herbert in the NCAA Finals. I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'll be honest, I'm like, this is probably the end of the road for Ben. This, this, Herbert is just, <laughs> it's just too strong, too physical. He's just too good. That is the most shocked I've ever been watching a wrestling match, not even close. I don't even know who would be number two. But when you were when you were getting ready for that match with Herbert, I mean, what what are, are you a, a little bit nervous? Are you thinking, man, this is no, it, it's a different animal? What are you thinking there? Uh, Jake played right into all my strengths, so no, I, I wasn't I wasn't overly worried about him. Actually, I watched him and Mark Perry <laughs> in the Big Ten Finals, and I knew I knew it was going to be a relatively easy match for me. Actually, that is <laughs> no offense to Jake, it really was because he played he played in all my scrambles. So. Oh, I thought it was going to be relatively <laughs> easy. That's crazy. <laughs> But hold on. So, um, yeah, so from, from I think you said this, Christian, from a high-level wrestler's perspective, obviously, if you have a fear of, you know, going hard or getting tired, um, generally that's going to be pushed out of you relatively early, right? Because you're just not going to win that many matches if you're not willing to win hard matches. Um, now, every once in a while, someone does get – through that's so skillful that they can kind of get there and we you know we can probably pick on a few of those people but it doesn't happen all that much um and, and then the second thing i guess i would say there is some high school kids get through with being like the best guy in their program and not being pushed on a very regular basis like day to day practice is way harder than matches i mean way. the longest you can go live in a match is uh, what 10 minutes or something yeah. and in a practice it could be 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour it could be a super long time so practices would be way harder harder than matches um so if college certain guys maybe like a joey silva i don't know what his story is so i'm picking on him christian because you love him but certain <laughs> guys who wrestled a high level in high school get to college and they get their ass kicked on a daily basis and they think damn this ain't for me like i don't really like this you know and they don't enjoy the the battle of it the fight and then you know they they just you know fade off into bolivian <laughs> thank you iron mike yeah i i i think someone like aaron who was i talking to i can't remember someone at, at michigan just like they just like it was mason paris he really wants this dude really is excited to wrestle gable again like this guy has beat him soundly every time they faced each other and he genuinely was glad he was coming back like that to me, to to people like me and Shane, like that doesn't even make sense, right? Like that guy, <laughs> you're not gonna win a title probably because of this guy. But the, I think the the champions and and Mason Paris is a champion. I they just they just look at the whole the whole deal differently than we do, and I think that's what one of the things I appreciate the most about wrestlers and wrestling. I think I think that's how the greats approach it. Well, I, I that's a, that's I a great point. I think it's, it's actually I'm making a bunch of my eighth graders read the book Mindset, which is about fixing growth mindset, which is if if you don't think this way, it makes it tough to enjoy the challenges in, you know, in a growth mindset. But um, yeah, I, like I said, I think the people who don't really like love that part about it, I think that they get weeded out relatively early because, yeah, I mean, maybe at a high school level, you, could, you can win easy and win, win without mm -hmm. being competitive. But when you get to the college level, there's going to be a, a lot of competitive bouts. It's super rare where someone can win at the college level without having a lot of competitive matches. It's just, it's, it, I want to say almost, almost doesn't happen. So there has to be a certain level of like you enjoy the. I, I listen. I literally I enjoy the fight. I enjoy the challenge. 
if I didn't have to train, if I could just walk out and compete, I would walk out and compete every single day. Like I freaking love it. Like if there, you know, I'm not an athlete anymore. There's one thing about being an athlete that I miss. It's literally the walk to whichever competitive surface I'm competing on. Like I freaking love it. I just don't love training or doing the other shit that's hard anymore. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I remember when Gable was like a pump that Kassar announced he was coming back after the guy beat him twice. Like that's, yeah. it's just a little different. Um, so yeah, I don't know how we quite got there. Something with Aaron Brooks and Miles Amin, but now. Hey, speaking of Joey Silva, what's, this is your guy. I'm going to tell you who my guy is, uh, Shane. Someone that you love without needing any justification. And listen, I'm, I'm going to send this guy a message. Where the hell did Ben Darmstadt go? I miss this guy. The Darmy Army is is mobilizing. I don't know where he's at. I mean, I guess he's not wrestling this year, or I don't even know if he still wrestles. Because I mean, it's it low is eighty four. He won't go ninety seven now. Cardenas is there ninety seven. So yeah, but a freshman year freshman year Ben Darmstadt would have smashed Cardenas. He was in the semis. As a, yeah, yeah, as he a, was such a hammer on top. It makes me sad. I don't know where he's at. Uh, I mean, he's at Cornell still, but I don't know why he's not wrestling. Uh, he's the man, though. Um, but yeah, Silva's that guy for me. I don't know if I have someone this season that's that guy for me. But um, Shane, yeah. who's your guy that you just love no matter what? He doesn't have to be good. I love Medley, Jack Medley. Medley. <laughs> I just, choice. I, Sean, Sean Barmet told me one. You know, he like woke up into the marathon one day, and yep. and, and Sean Barmet told <laughs> me the best line ever about Medley: 125 pounder with like a 250 pound heart. He just, I go. like the grinders. I mean, that's, he's just, just such a grind. I just always liked Jack Medley just because he just goes and goes and goes. And last night in that match, Medley's one of those guys, if there's a minute left and it's close, generally he's going to have the advantage. Now, the one thing, and I'm not saying this was the difference maker last night, but it's, these are things I think about when there's breaks in the action with the mask. I mean, I hate, you guys have heard this rant before. I hate blood time. I hate things that give somebody a break. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that they got the, and this has been years, they've done this years back, but taping the shoes up. Hey, I'll be the first to admit it. And I haven't wrestled in almost 30 years, but I was, every now and then I'd have to tie the shoe at the edge of the mat on the way back. Oh, to the you dirty dog. <laughs> no, you I, I did that a time or two. Embarrassed oh. to admit it, but I, I hate blood time. And I would say this too, not getting out on too much of a rant, but when you, and I like the rules with a, a challenge and a duel meet. You get one of them. If it's right, you get to keep going. But, yes. you know, when you challenge something and you're wrong, there ought to be a big-time consequence. A big-time consequence. I mean, maybe it's choice. I mean, there's got to be something where, man, if we stop this match and we're wrong, there's going to be a consequence. I just, I hate seeing matches stop. And last night, yeah. again, not saying that it mattered. Hey. But when there were a couple of breaks with, with Courtney, I'm like, you know, I, this is this well, is not good gonna help Medley. Speaking of this, there was like no challenges to the scuffle. Like I I, I, would, I must watch a hundred matches or more at the scuffle. I can think of like three challenges. Like there did it feel like there was almost none? Yeah, there were not. There were not a lot for sure. Crazy, right? I don't like the idea of um I, and I maybe even have said I would like the idea, but I thought about some more about punishing a, a failed challenge in wrestling. I don't think the coaches throw the bricks. I just don't like the idea of the coaches potentially 
taking a point away from their own athlete. I like it be, just being in the athlete's hands. And I know that in freestyle, it's not that way. Um, and that you, you lose a point or the other guy gets a point. I don't, I don't necessarily like that either. Um, that coaches can really have a huge impact on that. And man, we've seen, dude, watch international wrestling. The, some of the challenges you're like, this is just a terrible brick. What is this guy thinking? Yeah. And just like literally just costing points. I mean, how many times did we end up talking about like, what were they thinking with this challenge? So that would happen in, uh, in folk style as well. And I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd like it. So, um, but yeah, no one, no one likes breaks. But I think if you want to have a sport, I think uh, as brutal as wrestling, you can't just have guys bleeding all over the mat. Um, you you gotta. Dude, I don't know. They do it in fighting. I don't see why not. Let's bleed all over each other. Yeah, well, there there was something, and I I, I put it on Twitter a, a couple weeks back because we were. I, I've gotten into this discussion with a lot of people. I just it just bothers me. When you see the cotton put up in the nose and you know 10 seconds later we're doing it all again. I mean, nobody yeah. wants to see a match that lasts 20 minutes. You get one chance to fix it. I would say this, guys, at least give me this. And you'd have to wrap the nose up and all this stuff. At least give me this. If there was a severe consequence, trust me, people would figure it out. True? Yeah. They'd figure it out. They would just go face tape right away. Yeah, you yeah go out of the gate. Get it, get it done right away. I'll, I'll give you one. You got and hey, like everything else, is there going to be once out of every thirty times where something doesn't go right? That's every rule there is. I mean, every single rule <laughs> there's, there's going to be some situations where it, it doesn't. You know, it's maybe not the way it was intended, but yeah, I hate blood time, and that's one thing I always love about like Terry and Tom Brands. I they, they come to mind first and foremost on the anytime there's. Anytime there's like blood, those guys are out on the mat wiping the mat up if they have to. Like they want that, they want that match to resume ASAP. And that's, I just think, I think that's really important because then, I mean, conditioning is a huge part of wrestling. Somebody gets a few blood times. Come on, it's, I hate it. I hate blood time. Hate it. Evidently. Um, all right. Why don't we? Uh... So, Ben, JD and I were talking before the show. Hey, no, hold on. Sometimes on this during the show, Christian, I click on Facebook or YouTube to Uh-oh. just kind of see some of the comments who people are talking about. Did you guys? Did you guys know on YouTube right now you have a Corona warning label below your thing? I know. Your, JD your put. I just is, yeah. COVID sucks. We have COVID in the title, <laughs> so now we're gonna have all this COVID oh. stuff. We're gonna get the. Uh. There's probably only, there's probably five people watching now because we used the word COVID. No, it's uh, we're blowing up on YouTube. 150 live on YouTube and then 140 live on Facebook. <laughs> JD's got to put COVID sucks in every single title we do moving forward. It will always be true. Uh, it will always be true. This is so this is we we want to do. Uh, I don't know if we even finished it in the preseason, but the tier, the NCAA tiers. We want to kick that back up and actually complete it. We think we can do it. And we have a lot more information now than we did in the preseason, so these will be even better and more accurate and ironclad, and I'm sure there won't be any debates or changes. Um, so, Shane, I don't know if you're familiar. We kind of do a thing where we sort of bust up the weight classes, almost like you were speaking about, like into the different levels, the different tiers. Like who are the top, top guys, the title contenders? Who are the guys that are you feel really confident are probably going to place but probably not going to win it? And then who are the next next group of guys? 
So I think it would make sense to start with a 125 and work our way up and not quit, not give up. JD, can you hold us accountable here? I can try. No promises. Okay, no promises from JD. Don't hold him to it. Okay, so if we look back at 125, uh, it looks quite different because we had this guy, Spencer Lee, in a tier all his own, and we didn't have a guy named Nick Soriano even involved because he was not involved. Well, now Spencer's gone and Nick is in. And now we got to think about who is in tier one at 125 pounds moving forward. So the top five is Soriano, Vito, Glory, Courtney, Lamont. Um, I have a pretty clear idea of who I want in the first tier, but I, I want to kick it to – let's kick it to JD first. Let's get JD involved. Me? Yeah. So clearly – Suriano and Vito are in tier one. Mm -hmm. The question is, do you include Glory and Courtney? Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, you include Glory. Yeah. Hell of shade. Come over there, put my hands on you. Absolutely. You <laughs> the question is, do you include Glory in tier one? Are you serious? I was going to. I just said it's a question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not a question. No way. It's a, it's a debate. Oh, it's it's no, listen. It is absolutely a debate. Listen, you can include it. I actually don't think it's a debate either. I'm on Shane's side. I don't know, man. I think he was in the NCAA finals and he's undefeated this year. Freaking put him in tier one. Okay. I mean, there's yeah. Austin O'Connor won NCAAs. Are you gonna put him in tier one at 157? I'm gonna consider it. <laughs> but he consider also has losses. <laughs> he has losses this year. Courtney's undefeated. Yeah. Um, he also made the finals in a year where the three people above him weren't there. Yes. Yes. Also, his path, what was his path? I mean, he had Lamont in the semis. I think his quarter was Camacho. Um, this this was a this is a different sort of weight. It's a different deal. And I'm still putting him in tier one. I'm just saying he's fringe tier one. I mean, and, and then Wait, there's glory. Saying, would you would you be shocked? Would you be shocked? Would you be surprised if Brandon Courtney beat Nick Soriano? I would be shocked. Okay, so here's the, here's how I think about the tiers. I would be shocked if Courtney lost to someone outside of tier one, which that's how I know he that for me that's how I know he's in tier one because I'd be shocked if he lost anyone outside of that. Would you be shocked if he beat Soriano? Um. Meaning, yeah, should should he be on, tier? Shocking. Should he be tier two? I'd be island? surprised. Should he be tier two island? Yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't like tier two island. He hates islands. I hate he islands. Hates, <laughs> that's why he lives in. Wisconsin. Every once in a while, we'll make an island, but we can't just be putting islands everywhere. That's not the point of tiers, JD. The point of tiers is to make tiers, not consolidation. Islands. Sometimes tiers yes. can be very small. How do you? Lots how do you, island boys? Out how there. do you? <laughs> island boys. How do you separate uh, Glory and Courtney? How do you? Uh, we don't. We put. We're making tiers, Christian. We don't have to separate them. This listen, is a Shane, be a tier. Shane Sparks loves Patrick Glory. Loves I'm a, him. I'm a fan. I, I like him. Patrick Glory. Pick him right now. Say he's going to win a title. Do you, do you think he, he's going? He can, I mean, here's the thing with the NCAA tournament, guys. So many. There's so many things that can happen. Anybody can win. These tiers are stupid. Why are we even doing them? <laughs> I just, no. I, I'll pick a. Guys, right now, I, I know this. Here's what I would tell you. You don't bring your A game against Patrick Laurie, and you will lose. 
If, if, if you don't idiot. bring it all, and that's and, and I don't know, and I've always said this before these matches. How's your girlfriend? How was your weight cut? How did you sleep last night? We make these picks based on having about 3% of the data. All we go by is the results. There's so much more to it. I remember Darian Cruz telling me a story a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was the year after he won it. He told me that before the blood round, it's a crazy story. He told me that before the blood round one year, he's going for to be an All-American. And his, he goes, my girlfriend's calling my cell phone. And he goes, things have been pretty rocky. I didn't want to answer the phone. He goes, I make the mistake of answering the phone, and she wants to break up with me. And he's like, is there Why any would he way answer his phone? Us? What an idiot. Who is this? Well, he should have. He, he goes, I should have. I should have. He's like, is there any way that we can have this conversation another time? She's like, no, we got to do this now. We're over. I mean, those are the kind of things that happen that nobody knows about. And of course, he went on to become an All-American. But... Patrick, you know, talking about the tears, these guys are all so good. Suriano, Glory, Courtney, they, they are so good. You wrestle one of those guys and don't, and something is off, it's you are playing with fire. And that's why at the end of the day, I have such an increased appreciation every passing day on how hard it is to win a Division One wrestling title. It's almost, think about this, guys. You could, I can make this statement, and I, and it's accurate. It's damn near impossible. It's almost impossible. Stop, stop. Because Jade. so many things have to go right. Nah. One guy, you're taking the top one percent. You're taking the top one percent of the top one percent. A million things have to go right. One little thing has is off. One little thing, and you don't win. Maybe it's good enough to be an all-American, but to win a national title, that's why to be like. Hey, I'm going to pick Patrick Lorre. I love Patrick Lorre, but I can't sit here and say, like, he's going to win the national title. I just I, I just think it's, it'd be me throwing stuff at a wall, and I just – I like at the end of the day, I like being right. I love being right. Well, the one so, way to be right is just to never make a prediction, Shane. Come on, that's weak oh, sauce, no, I, bro. I, I know. I just, you got to put it out I just there. Don't feel, I just, I'll give you one, guys. The one guy that I feel like I could stick my – and I'm pretty careful on making – you know, really big time predictions. The one time I did was seeing Gable Stevenson's a lock to win the Olympic Games, and that almost flew up in my face. Like that, every time I do it, it's like I got to sweat it out. So, if there was one guy I had to pick in the NCAA's, it'd be Gable Stevenson. That's the one guy where it's like I'll, I'll tell you he's going to win. But crazier things have happened. This, you know, it's like the old. You know, that's why they wrestle the matches. These guys are all beatable. Every one of these guys can be beat. That's that's a fact. I do All agree with that. I I do think there's, but there is there is proven separation with some of these guys, yeah. and I sure, I don't think sure. I don't think there's enough. I still. What is the win that that Brandon Courtney has that makes you feel certain he's there? We're with, not making with, archipelagos. I'm not saying I'm not saying there's an archipelago necessary. Let me, let me ask you this, Christian. Here here's how I'm gonna justify tier one. Would you be shocked if Aruja beat Soriano? No. Okay. No. Would you be shocked? Hold on. Would you be shocked if Glory beat Aruja? No. He literally has. Okay. Would you be shocked if Brandon Courtney beat Patrick Glory? Yes. No, you be wouldn't. Shocked? Take it back. You're lying. <laughs> well, shocked. I would not expect it. I would not expect it. Oh, man, you guys are hating on my man, Brenton and Courtney. Nah, he could do it. Fine. He could do it. 
I will do put him in tier one. You guys make him an island on tier two. I'm not doing that. I think I said tier one. I just said it was up for debate. It's definitely up for debate. Um, I think Courtney. I do. Hey, Courtney belongs there, but it is. Um, I still think, despite the fact that he made the finals last year, there's. But you need more information. What's the win you can point to? I mean, Vito has be, has beaten Soriano. We've seen Glory beat Vito. We've seen Soriano win an NCAA championship. Yeah. I'm looking for that thing. What is that thing I can well, point to? What can you point to specifically that's not an overtime win over against Taylor Lamont that says this guy is just in this class right right here? Is that is, um, what are you pointing to? What an unde- an undefeated up till he hit Spencer Lee in a severely limited season, the likes of which we've never seen. Yeah, and now, the guy's twenty six and one, and the one is Spencer Lee in his last twenty seven matches. I mean, I I, don't, I just feel I feel as though I'm pretty comfortable that he's gotten enough better that he's probably not going to lose to anyone who's not in tier one this year. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's how I feel about him. And so then when guys, I look last- at when I hold on when, when I go down the list, yeah. your next guy at one twenty five rankings is Taylor Lamont. He's he's two and one this year. And, I mean, and, and his win over Lamont was a 2-1 tiebreaker last match. Well, I know, but I'm just saying that's – yeah. It was last year. One that was not that long ago. It's not ancient history. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, Guys, I, last I'm year at 125 – cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Last year at 125, and I'm, go- I'm going off a of memory here, but if I'm – I think the bracket, the, the NCAA tournament bracket last year at 125, if you took Spencer Lee out of it, I believe combined All-American honors, I think it was one. And it was Rayvon Foley, who was an All-American, I think, a couple years ago. That's 125 last year, heading into the national tournament. Outside of Spencer Lee, you take those other 32 guys, I, it, it might be credential. From a credential standpoint, the least credentialed weight class maybe in the history of the NCAA tournament. That's it. That's so that, entirely that's like my point. I mean, one twenty-five this year is such a different animal. With with obviously with Suriano and, and Vito and Glory. I mean, we're not talking about just three guys. Mm-hmm. We're talking about currently probably one, two, three in the rankings. So, I mean, I I like I like Brandon Courtney a lot, but I I do side with Christian from the standpoint of. Give me that one match where you're like, bam, that's it. Like, this is why he's in this tier one right there. I, to no fault of his own, quite yeah. frankly, I'm not sure if that's there for him. I think I think when you're absent a super elite win that makes you think, holy cow, you should be dominant, right? If That that can be the counter. But he hasn't been dominant uh, by my estim- in my estimation to the degree I would I would expect. Um. He had like a six five over. Um, All right, we got we gotta do this because we're not we're never gonna get out of tier one. We've been on tier one. <laughs> we got <laughs> nine and a half other weight classes. We're not gonna do them all today. Are you kidding me? You, we're not gonna, are do, we them gonna, gonna do one. Are we gonna, gonna do one? <laughs> Listen, tier the other tiers are not as important as as uh, these. So. I think, and I don't know. You guys want me to give you something? You guys, I'm gonna give you. I'll, I'll give you something. Okay. Finally. I wouldn't I wouldn't have Brandon Courtney in tier one with if to, to me if do I have Courtney with Arusha, 
in Suriano in glory. Again, I'm not saying he can't get there, but based on his body of work, I can't put him there right now. I'm with you. Okay, so Courtney's on Tier 2 Island. Uh, I mean, I th- he had a tiebreaker match with Taylor Lamont. I think he can be on that with him. I don't think he's that separated from him. Taylor Lamont lost to Brandon <laughs> Kaler this year. Okay, and there you go. This is my point. And <laughs> you're making my point, man. Brandon Taylor this year. <laughs> For God's Brand- sakes. Well, I, th- I think you're, yeah, I think we're saying the same things, but me... We're making it into different things. I think Courtney is a, a leader in that second group. And then if he beats Glory or Rujao I will have been wrong and you will have been right then. That's so what... For me, he's the he, he's the end of that group tier one. He is – I, I thought this is how we did tiers. We say who in here fits and who would you be shocked if they lost to someone below this? So, like, if, if – uh, let me just find a name on the list. If Brandon ben, do you Courtney think Courtney can win the to, national well, title? Hold on. If he lost to Malik Heinzelman, I'd be pretty damn shocked. Um, but wouldn't you? To, to me, guys, tier one are guys that you think can win a national title. And some of these tiers might have five guys. 141's got more than two or three guys. But to mm-hmm. me, 125, tier one is three guys. Because yes. in my opinion, one of those three guys is going to win the national title. Brandon Courtney's okay. really good. Would I, do I, would I be surprised if he won the national title? I would be a little bit. I just would. I'm All not right, a records Christian, guy. I don't tell me what the definition of the tiers are so I know what we're working with here. Go. The de- uh, Find them. Well, I think he defined tier one perfectly. Guys, you think it can win a national title? They're, they're defined just what we're doing with the tiers. All of them. So I know. Well, I have... So tier one is that. I think tier two is guys you're like, you would be pretty surprised if they're on the outside looking in of all American honors. And tier three guys are guys you think could place. They'll think be fighting for. They'll be fighting to fighting to place, but maybe not. You wouldn't be shocked if they didn't place. So I so I thought we did tiers as like, this is a group, this is a group. Not not based on their final placement, just where we saw the separation. Maybe And maybe it's that. I mean, yes, that too. Okay. And I think there's separation there with, with Brandon. Okay, fine. So yeah, I'm not saying tier one. Agree. Okay, <laughs> let's just do this to get this over with. Tier one is those three. Tier two is Brandon Cordy. Is he in tier two by himself? I don't I don't think so. I think um, you know, he had a, a one point match last night. He had a one point match with with uh I think his name's Caleb Smith earlier this year. Um I, I think there's a lot of guys that are can give him matches. I would put Camacho in tier two. I would put. Um, what about Mastro? Um, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. the 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 thing is, and why Brandon is sort of like removed is there's not a lot of guys I feel super confident that would place at 125 right now, other than really those four. Like if because... Lamont, Cardinal, Mastro, Camacho, if all those guys didn't place Latona, I would not be surprised at all. Based on based on their body of work thus far and yeah, what we've because Camacho just year. lost to Noah Certain. Yes, he lost to Certain. Certain's lost to Ayala twice. We've seen you know even Pat McGee or Pat, Patrick McKee. Yeah, Mastro beat him. Mastro beat him. I this is a this weight is really three hammers. One yep. really good guy that's better than the probably all the rest. 
and then throw them up. And I don't even know. I think it's tier two island in a mega tier three. I agree 100%. That's how I view it. That's how I view the way. The only one that I was thinking about here, I kind of, I kind of want to agree with you, but then, you know, that makes for a boring show. The only one I want to kind of throw out there, has Killian Cardinal gotten that much better? Because he, he seems to be, listen, Tim Flynn does a good job. And may, maybe it's Kyle Brackey doing the job and not Tim Flynn. We could never be for sure. <laughs> we'll never um, know. But Killian Cardinal has, you know, if you look all the way back to like, um, 2020 he was like eh, you know he was he was good but not that good mm -hmm. last year i was he started out rough but i was really impressed with him at the nsa tournament in which he all american i think eh, what seventh place beating yeah. He, yeah, he beat barnett in the seventh place match and then this year um he's been undefeated and he hasn't really had a close match now he hasn't beaten anyone good yet and we were ideally going to get to see him against patrick mckee which we didn't um i could see him taking another step up I, I think he's – I do think he's really good, and I think there's some evidence that he could be right there. Um, but I just putting him in the Courtney class, I'm not ready to do full on yes. because of the lack of the wins. And you go back to last year, he did get a lot better, but he still had, he still had a loss to, yes. to Jake Ferry. That's a great loss. Lost to Mason Nife, uh lost to Danny Vega. So I'm not ready to say he has really ascended and proven because he, he's been really limited this year and he didn't take the mat, wasn't able to wrestle against Pat McKee. So I think he's right there, but I think he's perfectly slotted in that class with McKee, Mastro, Camacho, Lamont. Uh, so I really think that's a mega tier three. I think Courtney is on his own. I don't think that's going to be a frequent occurrence where we have one guy in a tier all, all their own. And then I think we got the big three. That's kind of how I... I really view 125 because any right, of those guys it. placing or not placing who on the list other than Courtney and the three we mentioned, would you put your stamp on it? This guy's placing. Oh, I would g give me the right betting odds. I'll do it with a couple of them, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't feel that <laughs> exactly. I mean, based, based on just what you've seen them do this year and last yeah. year. Oh, I, you know, who's not on your list right now. Drake Ayala. Drizzy. No, well, he is not. Uh, Hildebrandt is not on your list either. Oh, snap. Yeah, we do got to put Drew Hildebrandt. He would be a tier hey, two. And what happened to Michael D'Agostino? Is he not wrestling anymore? He's not wrestling. I was wondering year. that same thing yesterday. I haven't seen him. He, he hasn't wrestled the match this year. Yeah. He has not wrestled this I year. I do not know what I'm he's not sure. Yeah, I, we looked it up yesterday. Roster. Yeah, he's on the roster, so I don't know. So, yeah, you're right. Where And Hildebrandt is such a question because – like D'Agostino, we haven't seen him wrestle this year. We saw him wrestle previously. Um, so maybe mm -hmm. he would be someone that would, would belong potentially with Courtney based on what he proved yeah. last year. But ugh, even that, a, a long layoff, how much has he been training in the time from March to now, whereas all these guys knew they were coming back, had been training, been wrestling. I don't think you. I don't think it's as simple as like, hey, I'm back and I'm still a fourth-place guy. I think there's there's steps to that, and we don't know where he is in that process right now. So let's see how who he lost to last year. He lost to McKee for third, I know. Drew Hildebrandt wrestles. Yeah. There. He probably didn't. Have, he didn't have fourteen and two. That so might have been it. Losses. Yeah, he, okay. he spent the Spencer Lee loss, and then I mean the year before that he was really good too. He was thirty-one and three, and let's see, his three losses were to uh, Koyoko Diagostino. 
and uh, Hudkins, which those aren't really great losses. Those are not great losses. So, yeah. That's a long time ago, though. I know, yeah. but but at the same time, you know, if he if he had if he if he got third and beat the brakes off everyone, it, it'd be something different. Uh, the I, the other thing yes. too, and I, I'm just you know just a thought is you get in that Penn State room. That's that seems to have worked out for a lot of people. I mean, but man, he's gonna have limited time. He's gonna have what? Is that yeah, enough there? Is that enough time, time for them to sprinkle the magic dust? You know, is it three those months? Those guys are able to sprinkle the magic dust in two weeks, right? I no, mean, I, I they... listen. I bet no, Shane. Hold on, hold on a minute here. Me and Christian, I just told him. I said, Kale might be running a little short. He needs to, he needs to refill his pouch because his pouch is running a little short on magic dust. We were talking about Facundo not being that great, and then. You know, Bartlett hasn't really produced, and these were super high-level guys in high school. Um, the last couple of classes of guys, they have uh, they've ran out of magic dust. Well, they're probably going to win NCAAs really? this year, so I don't know how much. Yeah, I don't know I, how much I, they're I, out. I don't know how. What is all guys that are not in the last couple of years? It's, it's Aaron Brooks, Staroki, and those guys are older. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Brooks has three more years of eligibility. Yeah, that man's Str- like that man's twenty-six. He ain't 26. Starachi's got... I mean, Michael... Starachi has four years old? Hold on. Aaron Brooks is a wrestle stat going back to 2018, Christian. What what does that matter? He's got three years of eligibility. He probably graduated in 2017. Starachi's got four years. Kirkfleet's got four. I mean, even... I mean, Dean... What what is... Does Beard have three and Dean's got two? Uh, Dean has, uh, or excuse me, Beard I may have four. He might, yeah. I mean, gosh, Ben, I would say this: maybe the maybe the dust isn't overflowing, but the cup is still full. I mean, they no. just, they just, <laughs> yeah, the cup. You know, do you know anything about magic dust? You don't keep it in a freaking cup. You keep it in some kind of pouch. So you, yeah, you, you a leather pouch, pouch, and you sprinkle it, dust. And, and you salt bay it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so uh, we don't have to have consensus on tiers. That's part of the point, but roughly— no, I think we're good here. I think we're good here. I think we are good. I think— uh, ben, Ben's come around, Christian. We we did a good job, Shane. Uh, but I do feel I do feel very strong about Gloria Ruggiero-Suriano as the three. And, Courtney, please go shock the world and win it. That would be, that'd be sick and cool for Arizona State. And he's a really nice guy. Got to talk to him yeah, this weekend. He's a great dude. wrestler. Big, big fan. He's freaking good. Okay. And then all those other dudes, throw them up in a bag for real and, until proven otherwise. Yeah. None of these guys have a level of consistency in, in their performance to merit that the, the, the honor of being in Tier 2, Besto- to have that bestowed upon them. So let's go to 133. This should be maybe a little more cut and dry. It's interesting looking back at a year ago. Or actually, in the preseason, I guess we thought Sebastian was going to go down to thirty-three. This was in like June or July. I don't know why we thought that, but Sammy Alvarez missed weight at big. Oh, because Sammy yes. wrestled at sixty-one or sixty-five this summer. Yes, there it was. That was why. <clears throat> so th- we had him in the old tier one with RBY and Dayton, but now he's out. He's up at one forty-one. So that's for old uh, other topics. Now we go to the new tier one, which. I think we will probably universally agree that there's two people in that. Roman Bravo Young, yep. Dayton, Dayton Dwayne Fix. 
And I'm good with that. <laughs> anyone else? I'm not ready. I'm not ready to uh, to give them that. Um, the question is tier two, right? Is it DeSanto and Corbin Myers? Is it just DeSanto? We have another tier two island. We may just do that. Who? I, I hate it's our colors, but it sure feels like it. Who, I think who, it's DeSanto Island in that second tier. DeSanto Why Island do you guys still have Matt fitting. Schmidt ranked? Do you guys need to take Matt Schmidt out of the rankings? That was old tier four. I don't think. Oh man, why well, do we? No, have no, no, no. I just, I just looked at your rankings on your website. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a black guy. Take him out. Yeah, I'd have no idea why he's in there. JD, don't you help spay with the rankings? You <laughs> gotta get, area. you gotta get Schmidt out of there. It's a great. Cut that Schmidt out. out of there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with. Uh, RBY Dayton, space DeSanto, space throw them in a bag. Throw them yep. in a freaking bag. I so mean, from Myers, Bird, McGee, Kolyoko, Philippi, uh, maybe all the way down to Cannon. Yes. So Myers lost to McGee recently, right? Yes, he lost to him at, in Florida, and then McGee has the loss to Greenwood. So these are these are throw them in a bag. Uh, situation for sure. Yep, and Cannon's lost. Cannon's lost to Ragason. So that that group, that tier three. Let's let's put some very specific names in there, though. I think that'll be. Fun. I so, I think I think Myers, Bird, McGee, Kolyoko, Philippi, Ragason, Cannon. Maybe Foley. Foley just won scuffle. That's got to mean something. Just won scuffle. Um, you know, an interesting one. And I'm not going to put him in there, but I'm going to say his name is Sammy Alvarez. He's a guy who, no, no, um, on, on the talent side, I think could be there, but um, consistency is not there. So with Madrigal, Madrigal has wins over Lucas Bird, Dylan Ragason, and Rayvon Foley at the Michigan State Open, but now he's Jeez. lost his last three to McGee Fix and Moshe Schwartz. Who didn't Moshe Schwartz transfer? Yes. Well, I don't know where he went. He was in the... Where did he go? Yeah, he went to Oklahoma. Wait, Wait, stop. No way. No. Moshe Schwartz lost to Madrigal this year. Where did he go? Stop. To to go 41. Yes. Really? I I would assume so. I I haven't talked to him. I don't know that he's going up to 41. I know he had a tough cut to 33, and he went to Oklahoma. Yeah. There it is. Uh, yeah, that's right. I actually forgot about that. So, so I yeah. guess I could throw Rayvon and, and Madrigal in there also. It's interesting. So it's like Cor- Corbin and McGee do feel like they've maybe proven a little bit more, but the, with McGee's Greenwood loss, I guess you can't quite yeah. go there, even though I kind of think they're a little removed. I Corbin think they're on the really, top of that tier. They're on the top of it, but not full, they haven't fully earned that separation yet for a variety of reasons. So that's tier Who one, is... two, and three. See, that was a little less uh, difficult than, yeah, than tier. Well, you get, sometimes you you're so difficult, Christian. <laughs> it's been said. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on 133 pounds? No, 41. Did we not? Wait, wait. We don't have old tiers for 40. Yeah, Did we, we only do two two old tiers. <laughs> two tiers, baby. Oh my gosh, that's pathetic. Shed a single tier twice. Wow. Okay. Tier one at 141 pounds. I think it's four. I think there's, yeah. 
Nick yep. Lee, national champ, Jaden Ironman, NCAA finalist, Sebastian Rivera, and Stefan Micic. Now, uh, if you had You're to You're thinking take... about Real Woods right now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. This this is a very exclusive list, and Real Woods is why not, is, not Why is Dylan Duncan no, on I don't, your guys' I'm... list? He hasn't wrestled a match. I thought you were thinking Real Woods to begin the second, or in that second tier mix. No, I was wondering, should there be four people in this tier? And, yes. Okay. Yes. There's no scenario where Rivera's out. If any one of those four guys no, won, Rivera's out. you wouldn't be surprised. No. Get okay. out of here. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Devil's I, You know what? Honestly, Christian, I would be, after recent performances, I would be, if you said bets on the, so the top four. Okay, so you got Nick Lee, Ironman, Sebastian Rivera, and Michik. And you said you have to bet on one of them to not All-American. I'm betting on Jaden Ironman after recent performances. Ooh. Yeah. He's he's not looked great, for sure. Not looked like he's the Jaden. Last year's Jaden looked amazing. I mean, he was yeah. – <clears throat> what he did to Nick Lee in the at Big Tens and how good he looked, it was like, yeah. man, this guy's winning a title. And then – No, I mean – Dresden Simon and Jack and, and Ryan Jack. I mean, that's like that's you're out in the round of sixteen. Yes, those are early. Those are early NCAA matches, and don't think everyone didn't see that. Now, mm-hmm. one thing with Jaden that has been consistent through his career is he does this. He, I remember, I can't remember who it yeah. was when he was at Missouri. He had some shootout with a guy that I don't even think ever qualified. It was for a terrible NCAA. guy. I remember this. It was um, it was early. Let me find. Oh, well, Mikey Carr is good. I think there was another one. that It was, was not so Mikey good. Carr. Definitely not him. It was someone else. Um, Let me find it. I, I know the matches. I'm on, I'm, I clicked on his wrestle stat. It was a Matt oh, guy. It was, it was a SIUE guy named Dakota Leach, and he won 17 to 15. He was down big. He had to do all the – so the, the one thing that may, kind of pulls me back with Jaden from, from maybe having a, a, a bearish outlook on him is like he does this. He's done this. And at NCAs, the guy's been money for every single year, pretty much. I mean, he's never won a title, but he's been right there and he's performed. I mean, this guy gave yeah. Yanni a tough match at NCAs. He was he's made the NCAA finals. So Whoa, actually, you know what I just realized with Jaden Ironman? Tell me. He has went fifth, fourth, third, yep. second. Yeah. So if he takes first this year, he'll be the only guy to ever do that because um Sanshiro Abi, I think, took Fourth, third, second, first. And then obviously no one has had five years eligibility except for people mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. Yes. I'll, I'll give you guys right. another real quick stat here. Um, it, 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 it made me think with Spencer Lee being out. Iowa Hawkeyes, this, this is a crazy stat, have had a national finalist every year since 1990. Okay. It's like 32 straight years. And Pretty I think good. that that streak this year – is is it a little bit of jeopardy? Depending, I mean, we'll see. Wow, really? Yeah. Yep. I guess it, it really is. Um, I hadn't thought about that. I'm not ready. To, man, you got to figure they get someone through, but yeah, you got to figure they get somebody there. And then in 1990, they had three finalists that year, two champs, Terry and Tom. Hmm. I wonder who the so the finalists in order of probability for Iowa are right now. Is it Bull? Is Bull the most likely finalist, or is it Jaden? 
can you say Kemmer? Because like, maybe. I haven't seen Kemmer wrestle. I'm not saying his name. I haven't seen him. All I know is he has a mustache, which is strong evidence. <laughs> That's what? strong evidence that he's probably going to make the finals. But other than that, I don't have a lot to go on. Who's the if most say, likely finals I, there's a for healthy, Iowa? Yeah, if you say there's a healthy Kemmer, I say yes, Kemmer. But yeah, I don't know I, if there's a healthy Kemmer. Yeah, so now we have to weigh the, the guess of Kemmer's health versus the probability of Marinelli, Ironman. Who else could make the finals reasonably? Is is DeSanto the next most likely one? But I feel like him. I, I, I would feel say like Cassiope and DeSanto are the same kind of tier, right? I think I don't think I I don't think I don't that. think so on Cassiope. I think DeSanto's. Got I don't it. think so on DeSanto either. Why well, I, I would I would no, say you, you wouldn't pit. What, what I'm saying is when you look at Cassiope and DeSanto with these tiers, heavyweight, you know, Gable and Paris. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a you know there's a gap, and you got Cassiope. Then I think there's another gap, and yeah. I think the same can be said about 133 and where DeSanto fits in relation to the rest of the weight class. I think that's fair. Um, I yeah, so it, it could be the year. I think they're going to get someone. Through. They they've got to show up. They've got to have a big. This is their window. Everyone came back. You got to feel like they're going to be wrestling inspired. I would love for on a personal note seeing Bull go out. Um, with a oh, strong performance great. would be good. At least making the finals. He's not had the NCAs he's looked for, really. Probably at any point after having such strong regular seasons, um, it would be it would be cool to see him do that. He's just, he's a good dude. But 65, 65, don't give a rip about your sentimentality. You know, Evan Wicks <laughs> there to just cradle you. Shane Griffith, we already seen what he could do. This Keegan O'Toole guy, he doesn't give a rip. Does not care. Shane Shane's gonna give him the Hodge. Sparks ready to give hey, out a, a now, midseason Hodge. Listen, listen, listen. T- time out. Time out, real quick. All I said was, at the a little past the quarter turn. I mean, college football does this in the preseason. College football starts talking Heisman Trophy in the preseason and every yep. single week. Because some people are like, you can't talk about the Hodge till February. No, you got to be talking about it right mm-hmm. away. It's a fun conversation piece at the quarter turn. Keegan O'Toole. In my, I don't even think it's really close. Keegan O'Toole at the quarter turn is the Hodge leader, right? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we're all in. A, I mean, this isn't like the take of I the do, year by yes. stretch. No, I mean, they, we, he's had the best season so far. But if you look at probability of winning, that's yeah, what, that's different. Different conversation. But different it's conversation. the but it's also the entirety of the conversation because if you don't win, you are. You are disqualified. You do not win the Hodge Trophy without winning NCAs. That's what's different from the yeah. Heisman and the Hodge is you can you can get video game stats for Oklahoma and finish twelfth as a team and still win the Heisman, uh, whereas you've got to win the title. But I think it's I it's, just made a fact. It, it was a, a fact. factual statement. That was all <laughs> I was looking to do. It's, I it's think you're right, Shane. Yeah. The guys, the guys scoring. I don't know if there's been of... one thing on this show today, for the record, guys, that you guys have said I was wrong on. I just because I've taken my feet down <laughs> on here from time to time. Today, I feel like everybody's coming around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're coming. Listen, it's this is a very pro Keegan O'Toole podcast, even without <laughs> even without Ben Funky Askren. Uh, well, I'm gonna ride hard for Keegan. Well, it's just like okay, listen, I don't know what it is about. Well, I I, I got some guesses. Obviously, he's just a lovable dude. You know, like yeah. even David Taylor saying, like, yep. I love watching this guy wrestle. He's entertaining. People enjoy watching him. He has a lovable personality. He doesn't have, like, there's not really a lot that's hateable about him. 
So he, you're that's not a great the point. Side. He is he, ben, and when he, he is won it so, at Arrowhead as a freshman. Did he win it at one oh six? No, no, was one, he one twenty. Yeah. That was his as a freshman. I thought he was a little bit smaller. He, he okay. tried going down to 113, and it was it, he he wrestled one tournament at 113. It was really bad, so he went back up. Okay, yeah, he's re- real quick. I'll throw this in there. I think he's the greatest Wisconsin high school wrestler maybe ever. I, mm. I put him in that. Boom. He's tough. Keegan O'Toole. He is. Gosh, he's he's fearless, and he's. he's He's, it's it's like watching Ben. I mean, that's the anybody can Stevie Wonder can see that. I mean, it's it's like this is JD JD with a quake take. Uh, this <laughs> is a, this is str- there's a conspiracy theory out there, and really we need to back you back for this one that Uh-oh. Stevie Wonder is not blind. Explain that. What? Stop. <laughs> a lot of people think he's not blind. Huh. Great musician. Stevie Wonder is top, top 10 guy in my list. He no is, he's just behind Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, but it, Shane, what did yeah, you talk it's, about it's, last time? There's, there's tears. What Phil musician Collins did you here. talk about last time that you had just downloaded? It was something super weird. Oh, um, Huey, Huey Lewis, uh, Huey in, Lewis the in the news. Top five yeah. artist of all time. He can hook up with Huey any 47 year old woman guy. he wants. <laughs> Okay. Steve no, but Otoo is fun. Otoo is fun to watch. Reminds me a ton of Ben. He's just fearless. Just fearless. Uh, and he's, again, he, he's one of those guys that when, when Keegan O'Toole takes the mat, he's not like, oh my gosh, this guy looked, you know, looks the part. I mean, he doesn't, I'm sure he's super strong, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't look like Jake Herbert or Ryan Deacon does. David, <laughs> I think more, maybe even more so than Ben. I, I don't know. Um, because I didn't have the privilege of being able to watch the entirety of Ben's freshman year like I did Keegan's and the guy I'm about to say, David Taylor. He reminds me of David, just the most unassuming, physically-looking person that clearly has all the technique but also yeah. the requisite power. The styles are a little a little different, but still there was, there was just something you were seeing with David. It's like it's uh, – People are doing a different. It's not a different sport, but like he's taking you to places where they those guys just don't know what to do. And I think you see a little bit of that with with Keegan. Um, we may have some Stevie Wonder footage. Scores here. points. Scores. Scores. You you can bank anytime Keegan O'Toole wrestles, it's going to be double digit points. And and yes. that's why again when I, I watch Keegan O'Toole, you know what it, what's that? I think that's factual. I don't think he scored under ten points this year. And you know what that reiterates to me, guys? Not to get, I don't want to get this too off track, but you know what it reminds me of again? It doesn't matter if it's freestyle or folk style. Some guys go out and wrestle and score points, period. Right, and he's I'm, one of those guys. I'm it a, doesn't matter. He only matter scored nine points against Thomas Bullard. Damn it. Yes. Okay. You love that Thomas Bullard. Score, are we doing uh, Stevie Wonder right now or what? <laughs> Look at this. He's taking a picture of Michael Jackson. I don't know. The guy's big into photography. How does he know where he's standing? What is he taking what? a picture hey, of? Becky owes us an alien hour. This is crap. Okay. And listen, it's one thing to, to say, okay, I can, it's reasonable that I could have my eyes closed and if JD's talking, I could probably shoot that. But what's he going to do with a picture? Look at it. <laughs> That's fine. That's JD's Man, take. You know, they have Braille, Braille pictures, right? Stop. How does that work? Overjoyed. Guys, everybody do yourself a favor. 
Download Overjoyed by Stevie Wonder today at some point. Give it a listen. It uh I gotta be honest, if I'm in the right mood, it can it can choke me up a little bit. Good Okay. Tearjerkers with Shane Sparks. That's a new segment. <laughs> All right. So we were on 41, I think. We finished uh, 41. We're done with that. We're 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 uh working overtime today. We're working OT. Oh, we, oh let's get to a couple FRL questions. Um, before we before we depart here, one second. I, I was joking. We didn't actually finish forty one. We just said the top four, and then everyone else. <laughs> and then somehow we got on. Uh, Stevie Steve Wonder. Wonder's not blind. Which Stevie no, Wonder. Well, let's finish up. Let's finish one forty one off. So we think we think Nick Lee, Jaden, Sebastian Rivera, Stevan Micic, and then it's everyone else. And I think that's yeah. right. Um, we've got Carlson Alirez. Um, yeah, and you know what. Shane, I think you're right. I think Real is probably the leader of that second tier. I think his NCAs last year, and really we haven't seen much of him this year. But winning, mm-hmm. winning scuffle, which was the it was the best uh, weight at the scuffle. It had Alan Hart, it had uh, Carlson and Aliras in it. That that is a statement to 141 that like okay, he's at this rung, and now there's another rung to climb to enter the Michic Rivera. Yeah. Lee Ironman class, but you know, you know what? Thinking about Jaden, I think Real Woods is not the guy Jaden Ironman wants to run into because I think he can wrestle a super no. fun fundamental match <clears throat> and keep it basic. He can get to the legs. He may not attack quite enough to because that's one thing. That's a common thing with guys that can get in consistently and not get out scrambled. Like Real is is someone who will. He'll really pick his spots a little more so, and I don't know yeah. if that's the way. I don't know if that's the way to beat Jaden or not, because Ryan Jack just got in there and just attacked relentlessly. Dresden signed went in there, got the takedown. Yeah, down. but look, look, look at what Nick Lee did. I mean, Nick Lee was. I mean, how, he didn't make a bunch of attacks. True. He just picked his spots. True. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm way off here. Uh, but yeah, real, real. You have to has to have to be as good as Nick Lee. What's that? You have to be as good as Nick Lee to do that. Also true. Also true. Because you might give yourself a better shot if you shoot up, if you make it a shootout. You could. Um, I just think he's so. You can make a six-point mistake with Jaden if you take the wrong shot or take the wrong yeah. approach on the finish, and everyone's aware of it, and he still does it to a lot of the guys he faces. And uh, so, yeah, I think there's a large second tier that that I think yes. would include real. Alirez, Carlson, Hart, Red. I think Phileas is out. Phileas is out. Um, right. I don't. I, I'm not putting Duncan in that class. Why is McGonagall uh, in there? I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna look him up. I'm gonna give you an answer. Spade loves Lehigh. Uh, so yeah, that's Rest, that's kind of McGonagall's out. He's two and three on the year. Kick him out. He's beaten Dresden. Oh shoot! Well, he has he's lost to Nick Lee, Jaden Ironman, and Alan Hart. Uh, kick him out still. He's chucked, and he beat Dresden Simon. No, you're kicked take out. Si- what are take, you talking about? Take Simon out too. Nonsense. Take Simon's good. He is. He's lost to oh, no, his medical default. He lost to McGonagall and Ironman. He has beaten Willits. Yeah, Let's see who Willits is okay. Hold and on. Quinn Quinn Kenner's oh, no joke. Damn. Well, Willits has lost to Lee. He's lost to Simon. Phileas, uh, Chad Red, eh, he's out. <laughs> You're just chucking dudes out, right and left. So, Savage. left in the tier, we have 
Dylan Duncan, he hasn't wrestled. He's out. Clay Carlson, Andrew Alirez, Chad Red, Keyshawn Clark, Real Woods, Allen Hart. I I like that. That's a good cl- good yeah. class. A classy class, I may say. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was 41. We did finish it for real this time. Let's see. We um, did it for real. For real. Okay, let's go. Um, this is a great question. Uh, David Brown, because yesterday we did a, a, an epic transitive property that got to, oh, someone with Matt Lee over uh, over Jordan Burroughs and Kyle oh, Day. Oh, my God. And so David Brown said, I need to know who's the absolute worst wrestler in the world with a transitive win over Sajlaev. And Crosshairs at Eyes on Gold, I haven't got to fact check this yet, but most of it sounds right. I know to a point this is factually correct. Crosshair says Michael Gallagher D3 over Sawyer Root. Root over Jake Tyndall. Tyndall over Alex Polizzi. Polizzi over Nathan Burak. Now that I know happened, and that we all know that the rest happened. Burak over Snyder. Snyder over Sajaliev and all the people that Snyder beat. So Michael Gallagher <laughs> over Sajaliev via the transitive property. Boom. Savage move. That is fantastic. That's good. So great pull from Crosshairs at Eyes on Gold. Wonderwall. What's that? What a wonder wall. <laughs> I don't know what that means exactly. Um, so the other questions, um, one, some hot dog Nick wants to know if does a wrestler, does re- wearing a mask affect performance? You got to figure it does, right? I mean, you can't be getting as much oxygen. All my guys hated it last year when they did it. They really, they really complained about it a lot. That being said, they were all wearing it in last night's match. You guys, it was kind of crap. You guys should have made Michigan wear one too, so it was fair because it didn't seem fair that one person was wearing a mask, the other person was not. You, you think we can? Fair is a place masks? where they judge pigs, Ben. Yeah, what? That's right. I said fair is a place where they judge pigs. <laughs> Ain't no fair, bro. <laughs> uh, but yes, I would have to assume uh, it would affect your cardiovascular performance, but I can't prove it. Okay. 9.44, just under the clock. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Shane, Ben, and JD. Happy belated birthday to Wayne Boffman. Happy birthday to Wayne, Wayne Boffman. Boffman oh. baby. Ben was a true Iron Man and didn't pee this entire show in honor of the tough, the great Wayne Boffman. Piss, Wayne, but I did it for you. We did it for Wayne. <laughs> Shout out to Wayne. We'll be back tomorrow, the last show of the week. We kind of move the week forward, special occasion, all that jazz. We'll see you then. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Thanks for all of you watching yesterday. It was fun in spite of everything. And, uh, yeah, see you tomorrow. Happy Tuesday. Goodbye.